재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 in Seoul and surrounding areas as well as on streaming platforms all around the world. This season, we're doing a new feature called One by One. It's our attempt to recognize and explore the fact that more and more, Korean life is not necessarily happening in clusters, clans, corporations, that kind of stuff. It's happening on a solo basis, one by one. We're looking at a different dimension of solitary life each week. And this week, we're speaking to a woman who became a single mom in high school. Her story is, of course, a metaphor for the struggle of single moms all over Korea. She overcame the odds, and she graduated not only from high school, but also from university and is currently teaching English in school. Her name is Mine. Mine, welcome. Thank you. It's great to have you here. You know, the general impression I get is that Korea and Korean culture doesn't really have a, a mechanism for processing and describing single moms, you know, um, even the language, like what is the appropriate uh, language to describe a, a single mom? I've, I've heard mi hon mo. Right. And, but there are other terms. Is that a good term as far as you're concerned? Mi hon mo would be more like a general uh, legal term. Okay. But we, are, we also call ourselves uh, han bu mo or mm-hmm. single moms. Single moms. Just moms. Yeah. Just moms. And you can borrow some English too, right? like a single mom kind yeah. of thing sometimes. Well, tell me your basic story. I mean, th- it was very young uh, when you had your uh, son. Mm-hmm. He's now, how old now? He's eight in Korean. He's he just had his sixth birthday. Okay. Yeah. And so you had to kind of break that news to your uh, parents who were Christian missionaries. And yes. it would occur to me that they're kind of conservative. How did that go? Uh, my parents were very supportive from the very beginning, and I'm actually blessed to have friends and family who are supportive, uh, because I know a lot of single moms out there who don't have the same kind of support. Um, I know people who struggle emotionally and mentally because they're ignored and cut off by their family members, uh, but I feel really blessed Mm. in that way. How about the situation on the father's side and the father's family side? Uh, The father's side were also uh, from a conservative Christian background, and they weren't happy. Uh, They showed completely different responses than my family did, and basically they didn't want to be responsible Hmm. for the situation. He would have been very young as well. Yes, uh, we we both were. So is there any form of contact or uh, correspondence with the father or his family? No, not at all. Has that subject come up with your son? It did. It did, actually. He asked me about his father just just last year. And I had to tell him... I had to sugarcoat it a little bit. I had to tell him white lies uh, about how his father was really far away. And he was, in fact, serving in the military. So I did tell him that he was far away. He was... That we couldn't see him. Mm Mm-hmm. But he he was loved from the beginning, and he just wasn't ready to become a father. That's why mommy had decided to raise you alone. I understand. So where where do you turn? You have to play both parents. You have double the uh, responsibility at home. Where do you turn for uh, for support? Uh, I do have my friends and family first and foremost. Um, but for me, I. 
I look to a lot of other women mm. who have gone before me and who did this and who showed me that we could all be strong and resilient, you know, and... This is a society that uh, has some pretty rigid rules for how families are defined, right? And bloodlines and, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of weight placed on the male side of the equation. Um, you must have had a chance to learn firsthand uh, writing a, a different kind of narrative. I mean, have you faced stigma in, in the sense of uh, Korean society making judgments about you? Uh, yes, I do often feel surrounded by people who are really quick to judge or assume certain things about me because I'm a single parent, and perhaps even more so in Korean culture because of its Confucian or conservative background, like you mentioned. Uh, for example, my grandmother's first reaction about my decision was, why? Why did you keep him? Mm. You should have given him up to another family. Or recently, I've, I've heard of a story of my friend's family who adopted a baby, which is a wonderful thing. But they were actually going around telling people that this was a stepchild from his infidelity. So there are people who would rather lie that they cheated on his wife rather than to admit that he is not blood-related. And this all baffles me, you know? That baffles me, too. That baffles me. Because there's so many people who are misguided and blindsided by the idea of bloodlines or patriarchy that they mm. completely miss out on the bigger picture of what family is supposed to be. So you're going to have to prepare your son to kind of face those uh, judgments. He will be judged in a way, uh, kind of the way you have been judged in that framework of the father's you know, patriarchal bloodline mm-hmm. is the most important thing. Yeah. Are you going to try and immunize? How are you going to immunize your, your son against that? Are you going to, um, in a way, you, you, you have to sort of dismiss some of the old assumptions. You have to create sort of a new story for the, your son to feel pride in himself and to uh, capture his own confidence. Have you thought about what, what kind of things you're going to say to your son? I do feel lucky because I do have the freedom as a single parent to to become a role model and to educate him um, to be more kind, to be more open-minded. Mm-hmm. And I do try to tell him that there are a lot of different forms of family. Mm. It's not just one size fits for all. There are different forms of family and their parents. There are people with two parents, you know, one parent with different skin colors. There are kids with two moms or two dads. And I really try to raise him up to be you know, open. Yeah, to have a bit more of an open mind on things, right. not, a, not on the railroad of previous values. When I think of single moms, uh, you know, I think of sort of Western culture in the U.S. By now, there's so many sort of popular culture products, sitcoms, dramas, things like that, that have single moms at the center and offer perhaps other single moms some kind of way to process what they're going through in their own head. Does Korea and Hallyu and K-drama, do they have narratives of single moms? I think they have a very limited contents of how they reflect single moms, and they're, they have a very narrow reflection. Um, from what I've perceived from Korean dramas, they do include stories about single moms, but usually that of a very negative or, you know, a sympathetic cases where they're struggling daily and... They have men or, or other people coming mm. to save them. 
coming to the rescue. Right. It's just being a single mom is just waiting long enough and some knight in shining armor is going to arrive. Which is discrimination in itself, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you said you have a lot of women in your life. Is that the other single mothers in the in the rest of the community? Do you guys lean on each other? Yes, we do. Uh, we do have a very tight network. Uh, there are a lot of non-governmental networks among single mothers where we can give each other advice and meet up on a monthly basis and and share our stories. So I think that's a big help. What do you think is, I'd like to ask you sort of the the best part and the hardest part. Let's start with the hardest part. Is it just the day-to-day workload that you face in terms of, because raising a child, Mm -hmm. the logistics of that is really hard, even if you've got uh, two people in the household. Is that the hardest part or is there some other dimension that uh, is the biggest challenge for you? Uh, It is challenging to trying to find a balance between your life and also juggling work and juggling mothering and juggling fathering mm-hmm. all at the same time and but i think for me one of the biggest struggle is going through the process emotionally and mentally because it's so easy to internalize what society thinks about you and once you do uh you start being afraid of what other people think you it's, seem have you had to develop a thicker skin or perhaps a more uh, slightly defiant personality in order to counter the assumptions that you face I did have to. I think I did develop a thicker skin over the years. In a way, I, I didn't have a choice but to develop it. Um, but there is a sense of a very strong determination and a sense of uh, confidence and strength that is instilled in you as you handle these situations alone, which I think is a very positive thing for me. Okay, well, that's a great segue into the positive sides. Surely you stand on your own two feet and uh, develop self-reliance Uh, in a way that other women have not necessarily developed in their life. That's one positive aspect. What's another positive aspect of the single mom life? Uh, Is it in relation to, you know, the relationship to your son? Yes, definitely. There's a positive side to my relationship with my son because we create a deeper bonding Mm. together. Um, There is much more trust and confidence going on between us. And for me personally, I feel like there's more freedom uh, in being a single parent. Although, personally, I believe a two-person parenting unit is great, Mm. but it's not a need or it's not a must. A loving, nurturing, healthy uh, communication relationship is a must. Mm -mm. When you say there's more freedom, does that mean you don't necessarily have to consult back and forth and and squabble over this or that decision related to the uh to your son you can just sort of you're the queen of the household and that's you can true make it instantly that's true i feel like there's more freedom there's less drama and i i do get to raise my child based on my values and my perspectives that i see fit instead of having to go through all the other that's a lot of autonomy. I mean, even though your life is, is clearly hard, I bet that's something that uh, the mothers out there that are in traditional uh, wedded couples would right. kind of envy is your autonomy <laughs> to simply declare, this is the household policy and this is what we're doing it. Right. And I'm in charge. What do you do with your son? I mean, what's your favorite things to do with your son? Uh, we like to read books mm. and he really likes to draw. 
He likes to draw stuff. He likes to make stuff. He's a very creative kid. So we like to... One of the things we enjoy is painting in the bathroom. Painting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Like the walls? We just or? the walls. We just take a whole <laughs> lot of crayons and, and painting. and Finger painting and yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, finger painting. And we do it in the bathtub. Did you have that typical one-year celebration uh, into his first year, like his first birthday? You know, the Korean thing where he sits at the table and picks out something? Right. No, we didn't have the whole... big traditional uh, typical procedure but we did have a small party Mm-mm. with the close relatives yeah and family members so there's been you know one of the trends we look at in this show is uh, smaller ceremonies and humbler and simpler ceremonies uh, including weddings you know people getting married and donating you know the money and having it sort of simply and outside so in a lot of ways I imagine um, you've, you've had to live a little bit more simply and more humbly than, say, the typical uh, wedded couple getting started and and having their first uh, child. Things have been on a smaller scale, haven't they? Yes, in a way. Tell me a little bit about uh, support networks. Um, There's the NGOs that you mentioned. There's your friends, family, and other single moms in the same situation. What about formal support mechanisms? Um, Is there Mm -hmm. anything governmental that you can turn to or anything in the larger society that's uh, kind of got your back? Uh, The government does offer help in a variety of ways. Uh, They help you legally with settling uh, child custody or financially with child support. Uh, They connect you with facilities for those who are looking for temporary housing for independency. Um, But also, most of the times, one of the things people assume is that we are covered completely by child support. But this is not true because the child support from the government is usually not enough to cover even most of the child-related expenses. So, So, yeah, you have to make ends meet with other sources. Yes. It it doesn't go far enough. That's a common complaint (laughs) that I hear. The other question, you know, since this is is a cultural program, we want to understand Korea and its culture better. I wanted to ask you, you know, when you were a high school student and you got into this situation, it seems like it might have been a failing of um, education and the availability of prevention, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Could more have been done to uh, prevent this from happening in the first place, do you think? Yes, I think so. Because I myself grew up in a very Christian conservative family. I didn't have a lot of chance to share or talk about sex education Mm. or like preventions of these situations with my parents. And the sex education that the public education offers is more oftentimes very... limited. Mm-hmm. Uh, they focus on abstinence more than, you know, practical preventions mm-hmm. or, or solutions. So I think there could be more, there's more room for improvement. Abstinence, and that's all you need to know. That's probably where the discussion needs to begin right there. Mine, it, uh, you've been very courageous to come in here and share your story with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.